Um, but that's not what Steve said. Uh, he said, nope, one and done. But what he really meant. That's what Steve said. That's what Steve said. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, did we just come up with his catchphrase? Dude. If he doesn't get a shirt that has, that's what Steve said. Oh my God, dude. We just came up with his. I feel like we should have that shirt made and give it to him uh, access. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Steve said. Okay, we just came up with Steve's catchphrase. Steve, feel free to use it. We give you full rights to go for it. Yes, this is our sign-off on that. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be... Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to... All of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable... Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure... Ain't so separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 371 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, the scientific podcaster, the man that is recovering from mange, <laughs> Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Dude, I'm so glad you're over mange right now. Yeah, well, allegedly it was mange. I was telling everybody it was mange. Oh, okay, good. I'm glad you spread that around without any backup. So, yeah, that's good. That's good. We'll just call you Fox News, but it's okay. <laughs> it, I, I don't know 100% yet that it was mange, uh, allegedly, but uh, we're, it, it's still waiting to be seen what exactly is going on with me. So, if I sound a little bit off this week, uh, that's it's why. It's, <laughs> we're just going to, that's, that's what it is now. It's mange. And so, uh, despite mange, I am here, I am recording. This is what I do for you guys. With Mange, I record. <laughs> Dude, it was hella funny. Steve was going to fill in for you tonight. Steve from Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, Steve. And I was like, hey, I don't know if Scott's going to be able to go. Would you be able to fill in tomorrow night? And he goes, yeah. He goes, is everything okay? And I was like, yeah, Scott's got Mange. Got Mange. Excellent. And he was like, uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> mange. Hey, it's better than dysentery that that is very true i guess but hey you know a quick question for the listeners how many of you when you woke up today thought you were going to hear mange at least 10 times in the space of about five minutes i bet not one of you you're welcome everybody this is what we do for you guys yeah we show up sick and we say mange and dysentery and dysentery jeff before we get much further into the show i just want to take a minute um, we lost a really, really good friend this week. Uh, one of my best friends, Brian lost his wife, Jackie, and Jackie was Shannon's best friend. And I just want to take a moment out. I don't even know if Brian's listening or not, but it's, it's an unbelievable tragedy because they, or she leaves behind two daughters ages 18 and 13 and the things that she was only 42 and the things that she's going to miss, man, to the parents out there, don't take those. We've talked about this before. Don't take those moments for granted because you never know when that time is coming. And it's it's such a hard thing right now, but I wanted to make sure we took the time out. 
told Jackie we loved her, and I would like to dedicate this week's show to Jackie's memory. Uh, her favorite was always Triple H. Uh, you and I get to talking about wrestling figures, or we'd get to talking about wrestling, and she'd roll her eyes. In fact, that day you bought all those figures off Brian, he brought out boxes and boxes of figures, and she's over there rolling her eyes like, oh my gosh, you and your toys. But <laughs> Jackie, we love you, we miss you, and we will absolutely be there for you and your family. Brian's a hell of a strong guy, too. Uh, he's always a stand-up guy doing the right thing. He's going to take care of those kids like nobody's business. But, uh, Jackie, you will be missed. Yeah, Brian and Jackie have been family friends, and their daughters have been family friends for over 20 years. And this one hits the family hard. So It does. And thank you for pointing that out, Jeff. It, it goes beyond a friendship. You know, blood is not always thicker than water. And over the 20-plus years we've been friends with them, it's definitely progressed into more of a family thing than a friend thing. They definitely did become family. So thank you for bringing that up. You're 100% right. Yep. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts. Just do a Google search. That's the easiest way to do it. Or head on over to Podbean. You can search there, too, and listen to any of our episodes. You can go all the way back to episode one, which I don't recommend, all the way up to some great episodes <laughs> like with Marty DeRosa. Yes, that's always a lot of fun. I still remember the first time we interviewed him. He, we went over two hours, two and a half hours. Yeah, dude. He, and he's such a fun interview. It's always lively and entertaining. And he's always throwing curveballs at you and joking. And he's always a fun interview. Absolutely love Marty DeRosa. By the way, please rate and review on iTunes and subscribe as well. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. Come. All right, Scott, I got to call you out. I was listening to your Drunk Wrestling History show this weekend. Okay. Which episode? The slightest one. Uh, the watch along? The watch along of the gimmick battle royal. Okay. Did I talk some shit on you? And damn you, you said Wild Bill Irwin, who was part of the Long Riders <laughs> in AWA. You son of a bitch. I felt like I was getting trolled while listening and not even being able to have a rebuttal. You may have been. God damn it. I knew you did that. I was like, you're probably sitting there like swaying in your seat, just kind of like g gyrating. <laughs> getting going. into character like Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, Jeff, you son of a bitch. You just got trolled. <laughs> got him. And you know what's funny, dude, is yesterday, because I've been working at home this week under the weather with Mange. Um <laughs> Just chilling on the couch. I like to have something going on the TV. It's it's almost like background noise as I'm kind of doing my stuff on the computer, closing out tickets. Um, so I put on, of all random things, AWA Wrestle Rock 86. Ooh, nice. No. <laughs> no. Surprise, like, on paper, the matches look decent. But, dude, the main event was Bruiser Brody, one of the greats, the Barbarian, not barbarian from the powers of pain but the barbarian that they made the remco figure of versus greg ganya and jimmy superfly snooka with Vern ganya at ringside cage match that was the main event Ooh. hmm so it gets better uh there was a dream match actually on the card barry windham and mike rotundo oh okay so this was 86 so keep in mind this was probably like right after they bounced out of the wwf the u.s express was done right they faced the Fabulous Ones. Oh, I bet that was a good match. Uh, it was... It was good. Okay. It was good. Uh, Harley Race wrestled Rick Martel. 
Okay. Uh, Stan Hansen wrestled Nick Bockwinkle. Okay. There was a little person's match, which, by the way, I've got to say, 80s promoters had literally zero imagination when it came to naming these guys. The match, <laughs> the match consisted of, now tell me if you notice a trend, Lord Littlebrook, <laughs> Little Tokyo, versus oh. Little Cowboy and Little Mr. T. Do you notice a trend? Is that gimmick infringement if you call yourself Little Mr. T? Dude. That's I, like, I don't know how he got away with it. Like he had the mohawk. <laughs> he had the <laughs> like the camo pants on, a green tank. I was like, wow. It's like mini kiss. Yeah, ex- exactly. But uh, the tag team title match on that card, Jeff, was Kurt Henning, Scott Hall, the champions versus... Scott Hogg Irwin and God damn it. Wild Bill Irwin, the long riders. And there it is. There's your wild Bill Irwin mentioned for the show. Well, we already mentioned it because you mentioned it earlier today on drunk wrestling history on that show. But it was funny because when I was listening to it at the gym, the only thing I thought of was Scott just trolled me. And I bet you Scott was thinking about me when he said that just to get that in there. I kind of had a little chuckle inside. Yes. It was like you were speaking to me through my headphones at the gym. Yes. Damn you. I'm glad you felt my spirit chuckling at you. Uh, Scott, did you get anything recently? No, I didn't. Uh, wait a second. Did I order? Ah, wait. Yes, I did. Pre-ordered the Andre Ultimate on BBTS. Oh, you got it. I d- yeah, I had to. It, dude, that figure's so good. So good. Like... Am I starting to become a snob to where I'm only buying Ultimates now? I don't blame you. I mean, I, I am getting a few Elites here and there, but man, these Ultimates are just... Oh, and the Coliseum collection, like everybody else, got the Jake and the Rude. Um, but again, Ultimates again, right? They're just God, those figures are so good. But yeah, that was, that was my purchases this week. Three Ultimates. Don't blame you one bit, man. So there was a YouTube video that popped up and it's regarding Bret Hart talking about autograph signings. Ah, okay. Now, have you watched this yet, Scott? No, I haven't. I did see that Steve posted it on uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling group on Facebook and I figured you were going to be talking about it tonight. Yep. So the title of this YouTube video is Bret Hart on current wrestlers having bad autographs. Quote unquote, ignorant and stupid this is from october 17th 2022 so i'm going to play the clip right now what do you think of the new guys with their horrendous signatures i know i wouldn't keep one of them (laughs) put them right in the garbage as soon as they signed it bobby there you go it's you think when you get famous and people want to pay for your autograph you think you would want to have something to give them that Uh, is i don't know if i was Asked about Walter, like a Wayne Gretzky autograph or something, and, and I couldn't read it. and couldn't show anyone what it is. Like, hey, this is Wayne Gretzky's autograph. Kind of makes it worthless, doesn't it? It does. Mm-hmm. No one can read it. I wouldn't want to read it. This next one says it's silver for Roger Cuevas. And speaking of nice autographs, here's a gentleman with another nice autograph. He just wants your autograph with the uh, two Hall of Fames on this. Yeah, but he's not as good of a wrestler. As no, he's definitely not as good as a wrestler. There's, there's certain guys that we've... that. Their autographs are so bad, it almost doesn't even make sense booking them because... We've not booked people because of how poor their autograph is. Yeah, because it's just, the fans just don't even want to... It's also for Roger Cuevas. Yep. I think you always have to just ask yourself what, if when you were a kid, the kind of autograph would have impressed you. 
even if you're going to write something that's illegible. I don't know that would have impressed the, as a fan. That wouldn't impress. I think you always got to put yourself in the fan's shoes and satisfy yourself. You know? what, do you, what do you think happened with today's society? Is it just that we've gotten more lazy and the wrestlers, I don't know. I think it's egos. People are ignorant and stupid. I think being fame makes them better than everyone else. But they just don't have to write mm -hmm. their name anymore. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's just lazy ego. On So that was all Bret Hart. That was from... From the man himself. Yes. So I'm not sure which signing this was from. It was. It says WrestleFest in the back, I believe. Oh, K&S WrestleFest. That's what it's from. K&S WrestleFest. And that's where Bret was talking about the uh, lazy, quote unquote, lazy signatures. And then you heard the guys in the back saying, we haven't booked people because of their lazy signatures. Yep. And... I, do we sound like broken records at some point where we talk about how wrestlers should take their time and sign these things? And I'll just use Dean Ambrose as kind of a punching bag here, but the lazy DA on the package, um, the lazy SR from Seth Rollins, the lazy RR from Roman Reigns, and I realize I just targeted the shield right there, but those are just three primetime examples of bad autographs. And when you and I got those autographs, Jeff, what we haven't gotten Seth's yet, but the other other two, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns, yes, it was, we got the autographs. We're like, dude, we just paid for this. Like, all they did was scribble on this thing, and then you see an autograph, and he's not around anymore. But Velveteen Dream simply writes a, a letter V. Mm -hmm. oh, that's garbage. And then you compare that to say Harley Race's signature, right? Or Brutus Beefcake's signature, or even Superstar Billy Graham, who while he was really struggling to sign his autograph, took his time to write out superstar Billy Graham across the face of the figure or the, the packaging on the figure. Those guys take pride in that. Harley Race, Brutus Beefcake, um, superstar Billy Graham. Those guys took pride or take pride in the autograph they put on the packages. Obviously, Brett does too. And we've talked about this many times on this show. I'm glad that it's now brought out by, I'm surprised he didn't talk crap on Goldberg's signature, but dude, I'm glad that like <laughs> Brett's even out calling these guys out for that crap. Yeah. And you know, what's funny is a few years back, I actually talked about this on the show a couple of years ago, but I was watching a spring training game and these announcers were actually talking about players signing autographs for people at spring training games. Mm hmm. And they were talking about how the signatures back in the day, the guys used to practice their signature for hours. Yes. Like they would get to the hotel room and just grab the pen and paper that was sitting next to the phone in the hotel room and just practice their signature. Yep. And their signatures look, okay, I won't say all signatures. There were some that were hit or miss. Yeah. You would see a lot more pretty signatures than you would see a DA or an SR or something like that. You didn't see initials back in the day. Those guys back in the day, I would say six to seven times out of 10, you could tell whose autograph it was. You can literally read the first and last name. Mm -hmm. Now, there's <laughs> good luck. Yeah. There's still some people today that have really nice signatures like Bailey. Yes. Bailey's signature is fantastic. We're kind of turning the eye over to the people that just give us initials or whatnot. And that's the good ones where we kind of go, okay, come on now. Are you serious? Yeah. And this late in the game, and I'll just use Roman Reigns as an example. I got his autograph in 2015 
and he did the RR on the package. If he ever decides to change that up, now there's going to be two examples of his autograph out on the market. I don't know if that changes values at all, but I mean, you can't really change it now, right? That's been kind of your signature for so long. So now that they're called out, are they going to try to change it? <laughs> I mean, I doubt it because it's kind of an established thing at this point. They're so used to doing it. But I mean, the next generation, come on, guys, work on your penmanship a little bit. Yeah, because we want to get an autograph and feel like, okay, cool. We got an autograph. It looks nice on the packaging, you know? Yes. Yeah. And and they're, they're exactly right. The promoters that Brett was talking to, you're not going to book a guy because some fans know, why am I going to pay for that garbage? I would never pay for Dean Ambrose or Mox, either one ever again. There's uh, absolutely no way. So I have a question for you. What if the guy was living the gimmick? So for example, let's say... MJF. Let's say he just grabs your figure, grabs the pens, not paying attention, just scribbles and throws it. Okay, but those are pretty rare, right? Or okay. even like Orange Cassidy, right? Who's just like a whatever kind of guy, right? You know. Okay, so if you're if you're in your gimmick, then okay, I get it. But dude, there's no excuse for everybody else. One other autograph I don't want to ignore that was absolutely immaculate or still is immaculate is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's. Oh, Steamboat has a fantastic autograph. When you get his autograph, he dresses that thing up. Jerry Lawler, amazing autograph. Steamboat wants to talk to you too. So definitely chat him up. All right, Scott. It's time to play minute and a half. Do you have three figures for me? Um. Just think of three fit. This is like the SNL Jeopardy. Just give me any color. <laughs> Blue. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me find paper. Oh, Jesus. It's okay. the main. You're lucky you have mage. It's mage is tearing me up. <laughs> Let me find a pen. Uh-oh, I'm missing a pen. Oh, Lord. Okay, Sharpie it is. You're okay. going to have your next round of mange by the time you uh, get these figures down. Okay, I have one that was right off the top of my head. Three, any three figures. Just, there are a million figures out there. Okay, I have two. Um, okay. I have three. By the way, Mike the Cleaner called you out and he said, yes, they love Minute and a Half Boys. Cleaner, dude, I thought you had my back, dude. He said he was going to send the Venus Brigade after you. Oh, Lord. Nobody <laughs> wants that. Nobody I, wants that. I need to talk to that Bill Venus about doing a <laughs> show together. <laughs> well, Venus's show just started back up. Hmm. I'm going to reach out to Venus, and I'm going to see if he's willing to do a show with oh, me. Oh, God. Oh. Can you imagine? Oh, jeez. By the way, Scott, thank you for picking up the tab at Black Bear. You let oh, me yeah. My pleasure. You let me get a shake on our birthday? <laughs> chocolate. It was chocolate, all right. <laughs> Nothing tastes funny to you? I uh, I am lactose, so it led to other chocolate, but... <laughs> Any hoot. Too bad I didn't give you my mange, but anyway. I didn't get mange. I, was, I wanted the mange. I need time off of work so I can send more emails to that Steve Ozer guy. Steve <laughs> Ozer? He only got one question this week from uh, the Wrestling Figs message board. I need to get my questions in so he can answer them. And Yeah, yeah, we always look forward to KBW's questions. Yes. Uh, Scott, actually, I'm going to go to Taco Bell. 
Uh, what should I get? Get the chicken sandwich. There is no chicken sandwich. I know my Taco Bell all too well. Don't you dare say that. My chicken sandwich will always come from the BK. <laughs> you have standards. <laughs> this dude does, dude. Yeah, I guess KBW does have standards. I think um, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go get triple triple layer nachos. Get the uh, bean burrito, dude. Oh, those are delicious. Yes. What if I got the nacho supreme? Hmm. Add extra beans. All right. What about the cheesy fiesta potatoes? You know what's funny? Shannon actually got that last night, and it's like one of her new favorite things on the menu. Oh, I know. We we got them last night. Shannon and I went there to talk <laughs> trash about you. And my mange. And my and your mange. But that's okay. Yes, we got cheesy fiesta potatoes. I got loaded grillers and a seven layer. <laughs> that's not even on the menu anymore. You better stop. Sh- shut up. And seven layer <laughs> and seven layer burrito. Oh, I see. Okay. Did you also get an enchurito? No. What about a double decker taco? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were just bringing menu items back from back from the past. I would never do that. Although the double decker was delicious. <laughs> I did get a nacho crunch grilled stuffed burrito. Oh. Delicious. Hmm. And okay. nacho fries. <laughs> this guy eat holy crap dude you should see the size of him dude <laughs> my 800 pound life <laughs> all right i'm gonna go to taco bell bye everybody goodbye kbw <laughs> anyways all right Why does he always come inside your house dude you gotta start locking your doors that's disgusting all right it's time for a minute. <laughs> See what I did there? All right. We got to play a minute and a half boys or minute and a half men. As I said, Cleaner loves this game. So we've got a continuous. God, I told you people love this game. The The data is right there all on Cleaner. Yeah. Thank you, Cleaner. Much appreciated, <laughs> dude. Really. And Jordan Cassatt says he loves it too. Ah, damn it, dude. These guys that I think I, I'm like cool with. You are cool. coming out of the woodwork and stabbing me in the back. I like it too, and we're cool too. Ugh. Okay. KBW, <laughs> go to Taco Bell and get your uh, nacho five-layer burrito thing. I'm gonna get fully loaded nachos. <laughs> She's gonna get fully loaded. And I'm gonna get blackjack taco. Blackjack taco. <laughs> that's not even a thing. What? But that sounds delicious, actually. Now that you mention and, it. And caramel a- a- apple empanadas. Oh, those were so good. Okay, you're just bringing menu items out of the past to torture me now. Okay, look, if we're going to do a Mount Rushmore of fast food desserts, I'm putting the apple caramel empanada up on one of those four spots. That good, huh? Oh, that thing was so good. It was the crispy fried pie, and it had that caramel apple filling off the hook. So good. So good. Now I want one. They need to bring that one out of retirement. All right. It is time to play Minute and a Half Men. Uh, What is my clue? Okay, so we've got three different ones this week. Okay. You've got two single figures and a tag team set. Okay, so for this first one, is it the single figure or is it the tag team set? This is a single figure made in the 2010s. 2010s, single figure. All right. I will remove my earbuds and hear KBW's arteries clog. (laughs) The figure that Jeff is looking for is Mattel Retrofest Honky Tonk Man. 
Okay, made in the 2010s. All right, all right. Uh, oh, do I have to start the stopwatch? Nope, I got it. You got it? Okay, all right. Let me know when you're ready. You tell me when to go. Okay, I'm going now. Mattel. Yes. Elite line. Yes. Uh, not main, main elite line, line elite. No, not main elite line. Hall of Fame. No. Uh, uh, elite, uh, defining moments. No. Legends. No. Man, what other elites were there? Uh, okay. It, was this guy a intercontinental champion? Yes. In the eighties? Yes. Mr. Perfect. No. Intercontinental champion eighties. Uh, Macho Man. No. Greg the Hammer Valentine. No. Intercontinental champion 80s. Tito Santana. No. Um. Okay, wait. Crap. Uh, Ricky Steamboat. One minute. No, not Ricky Steamboat. Honky Tonk Man. Yes, Honky Tonk Man. Okay. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, Honky Tonk Man, Elite... Uh, Man, what elites? Uh, Retrofest? Boom! At a minute what? and 17 seconds. Oh, are you kidding me? Nope. Oh. Is KBW coming back in the room? <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, a I'm resetting the stopwatch. Nicely done, dude. Are you serious? Yeah. Retrofest honky. See? I will cover up the other two. Well, it says Zoom loans. Oh, it did say Honky Tonk. Yes. Go. Oh. <laughs> yes. You don't have to guess Zoom loans. It's okay. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, I'm done for the night. Let's move on to the news. I mean, if you want to do that, I'm okay no, with that. No, no, no. People love this game. I can't believe I got that right. I, I can't either, to be perfectly honest with you. Well, it was funny because when you said not main elite line, I was thinking of all the honky elites. So it took away the red jumpsuit. And I'm like, what other? And then I remembered that he had the uh, retro fest. Yep. But now you're on a roll, dude. All right. All right. I'm, re- I'm feeling good about this. This is great. And you know why? <laughs> because Justin Summers isn't picking the figures. I'm ready for my next clue. Okay. This next figure was made in the 90s. 90s okay uh we'll take out my earbuds now okay the figure that jeff is looking for is ricky the dragon steamboat hasbro okay i'm starting the stopwatch now galoop no hasbro yes okay is this one of the single figures or tag team figures single single okay uh red card no blue card yes uh, former Intercontinental Champion? Yes. Ultimate Warrior? No. Mr. Perfect? No. Oh, um, Ricky Steamboat? Boom, you got him. Oh, that was easy. You know, I gotta say, when you go 90s or pre-2000s, pre-Jax era, it gets kind of simple because there, you can go, okay, Galoob, you can go Hasbro, you can go Just Toys Bendems. You can, it, it really shortens that list. Yep. And it seems like the way you play this game is to find the name first and then figure out like where they fell in like whatever series. I try to narrow it down by about 50 seconds. I try to narrow it down to 
you know, a name, a name, you know, cause like when you said intercontinental champion for honky, yeah, you know, so anyways, all right. Okay. Well, well done, dude. You're only shoot. You barely went over a minute and a half in getting two of the answers. All right. Even if I go two for three, I will still be happy, but let's still go for the third one. Okay. So right. this is your tag team set. Okay. And this set was made in the nineties. Nineties. Okay. Start. Oh, let me reset the stopwatch and I'm starting the stop. Oh, never. Nope. Not starting the stopwatch. No, you need to uh, announce. Yeah. See, I get so excited. Okay. Take out your earbuds <laughs> before I punch you. <laughs> the set Jeff is looking for is Jack's two pack Legion of doom. You know, speaking of tag teams, I just turned around because I always put my headphones in my hand so I can't hear. Right. And I, I clinch, I make like a fist. Right. But I started looking at the pictures on my wall and I looked at the Rock and Roll Express. And then I started realizing that I'm watching a lot of old NWA Saturday TV mm-hmm. on YouTube. I think we're due for Fantastic figures. The Fantastics? Long overdue. Long overdue. I was actually wishing that they had come out in the um, the Remco line. I was hoping at some point they'd do the Fantastics. But yeah, dude, somebody needs to do them for sure. Hopefully well, that's that's like on Power Town's radar. Well, you know what was funny about the Fantastics is they had their own special entrance because there was somebody that would announce them. It was like a pre-recorded announcement. Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton, the Fantastic. It was like that. But there was okay. no ring there was no ring announcer. It was just It was like part of their music. Exactly. I don't even remember their theme music. Oh, dude, go back and watch. I'll send you the link, but I'm watching so many old school NWAs. I hate the old tag team belts in the NWA where it was just big and gold and ugly, like the Russians yeah. wore, yeah. Rock and Roll Express warm, Midnight Express warm. But when they switched over to that, almost that Hogan looking title of 87. The blue titles. The blue title, the one I have signed yeah. underneath my desk. De- dude, that's when I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good tag title right there. By the way, Arn and Tolly overrated. They never won their championships, either in NWA or WWF. They never won their championships fairly. Will you stop? They were heels. It doesn't matter. They... Demolition got screwed when they beat them. They didn't beat them cleanly. Ricky oh Morton, my gosh. Ricky Morton got jumped by the Midnight Express earlier on in the night, and he had to wrestle one arm. And Are you Robert... really going to be a mark right now? Are you was, really going to sit there and be a mark right now? What's my clue? Oh, 20. Made oh, in the that, 90s. Okay, made in the 90s tag team two pack. All right. Let me know when you are starting the stopwatch. I'm starting the stopwatch now. Toy Biz. No. Hasbro. No. Toy, uh, uh, Galoob. No. Ooh. Jax? Yes. Bone Crunchers? Yes. Oh man. Okay. Um, Brett and Owen. No. Razor and Sh- Razor and Diesel. No. Sean and Diesel. No. Uh, two pack. Uh, LOD. Boom. Oh. Done. Well done, dude. I I mean, I feel like I kind of gave you softballs this week. You did. Yeah. But you know, well, you knocked them out really quick, dude. The hunky one was a little bit difficult, but... Well, yeah, and that was the one that took you the longest. Like you said, when you get past, like, the 90s, yeah, it gets a little more difficult. You just wanted to speed through that this week, didn't you? And on to the next segment. <laughs> that mange is really 
wanting you to round out the show tonight. <laughs> We'd like to say thank you to all of our podcasting buddies. All right, let's jump into the news. Uh, we'll start off with Hassle Toys. He showed off the sketches for Mo from Men on a Mission. And with that, that will round out Hasbro officially. And what do I mean by that? No more figures that were supposed to be in that orange card series are left to be made. And that was the rest of Hasbro. It's kind of a storybook ending to Hasbro itself. I, I really think that it is, dude. And I think it's cool, too, that Mattel really got... Well, I guess Mattel got two of them, right? They got Luger and they got Diesel. Yeah. But the rest of them were basically made by fans. I mean, at Correct. the end of the day, that's really what the retro creators now are. Are huge fans of Hasbro. And they wanted those figures. And they went out and they made it happen. I mean, again, outside of Luger and Diesel. That's only because Mattel had them. Otherwise, they would have gotten made as well fans went out and got those figures made. And I think that is the biggest love letter that you could ever write to Hasbro. Now we need somebody to do LJNs and we can get the follow-up series that was supposed to have the Bushwhackers, Brother Love. Yeah, let's just hope it's not along the lines of those quote-unquote LJNs that we got like four or five years ago. You're talking about the Young Bucks ones. Yes, yes. Yeah, about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. About that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move over to our good buddy, Sean Ng, over at KWK. One, have you seen all the pictures that he's been posting of Kamala? Yes, I love that he's given you all of the progress. Like, you're literally seeing baby pictures of this thing. Yes. I love it. He's keeping you so updated. You got to be following along with the social media. He has the mask already tooled up. He's got some figures, prototypes, all that stuff already ready to go. Dude, it looks beautiful. Sticking with him, he also announced the signing of T.J. Perkins. T.J. Perkins will be part of his line and also Sam Adonis. I got to be honest, I don't know who Sam Adonis is. I'm not overly familiar with him either, but in reading some of Sean's posts, there are a lot of fans that are excited about him. So I'm excited that Sean has him in the line. The more the merrier, right? And that's kind of what I like about where Sean is going with this too, is he's got a good variety of guys from different eras. You know, he's not just pigeonholing himself into the Hasbro era, which honestly is what I would do. (laughs) I'm afraid if I was doing this one, but what he's doing is appealing to a lot of different generations fans. And that might be the move. Nah, you can't do that, dude. You've got to expand your, your boundaries. You've got to go after the names that people love, that people will clamor for. Like yep. the Fantastics. Like the Fantastics and like Wild Bill Irwin. God damn you. <laughs> no, it, it's my tunnel vision. I guess why I'm not a toy creator, dude. I just be like, okay, these guys were around this era, so this is all I'm going to focus on. But, you know, these guys widen their scope to include more generations, and that's smart business. Moving over to the Major Bendies, they announced Hacksaw Jim Duggan for their Major Bendy line. And Jeff, before we move on in the news, I do want to throw a huge thank you out to Michael Kanick, who does the work on the major bendies. He sent you over and I over a Colt Cabana bendy. Absolutely love it. Again, as a lot of listeners know, Colt Cabana is a huge inspiration for this show. Had he not even done a podcast to begin with, which when he started doing, I'm like, what's a podcast? But Jeff and I fell in love with his show and is one of the reasons that we're still here today doing this. Uh, Michael Canick knows that story and went out of his way, reached out to us, sent out a couple of Colt bendies, and I got to say, these things are awesome. So uh, definitely go check out that Hacksaw bendy as well. 
Thank you, Michael, for the Cole Cabana. As Scott said, he is a huge inspiration for the show, so thank you for sending that over. Also, Jazzware showed off the renderings for the CM Punk and MJF Blood and Guts 2-pack. Jazzware's has not been on my radar really at all, but I saw the pictures of those today, and holy crap. If the CM Punk is anywhere even close to that, and one of the MJF heads, I wasn't a big fan of all of the MJF heads, but the one where he just had like a little bit of blood on his forehead, uh, both of those could be contenders for figure of the year. If they come out anywhere near what those renderings were. And dog collar accessory? Come on. Yeah. By the way, I apologize. I want to go back to KWK. He also announced that he has the exclusive distribution deal has been made with wrestling collectibles in New Zealand for customers in both Australia and New Zealand. So that will be the sole distributor for the KWK Kayfabe Heroes series in the region. Sean is indeed prestige worldwide. As Keyboard Warrior announced, there's only one question for Steve from the Wrestling Figs message boards, and it comes in from Jesus Ramiro93. Said, hey, Steve, has or where there talks to create another Slim Jim Macho Man with the other outfit in the displays? Steve said, nope, one and done. You can't duplicate perfection, is what Steve is saying, essentially. Like, you can't recreate the best wrestling figure of all time. So why even bother? You got to leave your masterpiece alone. Let it move on in history as the best ever and let everybody continue to chase that perfection. I I completely read what Steve meant in his four word response to Jesus Ramiro 93. Well, that's why the Bret Hart red card from Hasbro has never been redone. Mm, Because Hasbro doesn't want to do wrestling figures anymore. No, because it's the greatest wrestling figure of all time. So that's why nobody's ever redone it. Oh, I see. Um, But that's not what Steve said. Uh, He said, nope, one and done. But what he really meant. That's what Steve said. That's what Steve said. (laughs) Oh, dude. (laughs) Oh, did we just come up with his catchphrase? Dude. If he doesn't get a shirt that has, that's what Steve said. Oh my God, dude. We just came up with his I feel like we should have that shirt made and give it to him uh, access. We, oh my God, dude. We have to. (laughs) (laughs) That's what Steve said. Okay, we just came up with Steve's catchphrase. Steve, feel free to use it. We give you full rights to go for it. Yes, this is our sign off on that. Feel free to use it. (laughs) That's what Steve said. That's hilarious. I love that. That But I know what he meant by nope, one and done. Yeah. All of those things I said. Let the others chase my perfection. Bret Hart red card. Oh. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Rad Chad agrees with me. And see, that's the beauty of wrestling figures. Is that Rad Chad and I are right. Yep, I agree. Is that it's all opinion. Nobody's right. Nobody's wrong, except for you. What? And that's the beauty of it. We can all agree to disagree. That's right. It's mange. all subjective. That's the mange talking. It might be. Yeah. <laughs> feverish. And that rounds it out for the news. All right. We have WWE Elite Series 77 up in the nostalgia segment. Are you ready, Scott? Let's go talk about it.
before we get into WWE Elite Series 77, we want everybody to head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. Of course, over there, they have almost every wrestling figure ever made over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And Scott, actually, before we get into this segment, Dylan actually messaged me and updated me regarding those LOD King of Toys. And this is what Dylan said. He said the LOD were made by King of Toy in 2006 and were designed by the same sculptor who did all of the HAO, NJPW, and AJPW figures. I think he may sculpt 16D today, but not sure. Like Sherapro, the articulation isn't always the same, but it's usually at waist, arms, and head. You were right on them being soft vinyl. Oh, okay. A little update regarding the LOD figures from King of Toy. Nice. Thank you, Dylan. Yes. Also, while you're over at Wrestling Figure Database, what we want you guys to do is we want you to go to the WWE Main Elite Line Series, go over to 51 to 100, scroll down just a bit, click the series, scroll all the way down to 77, and follow along as Scott and I read off this list. Again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And while you're over there, speaking of the great Dylan... Make sure that you smash that donate button and kick Dylan back a couple bucks for keeping this wonderful, wonderful website going that he has put together for us wrestling figure collectors. So again, wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. All right, Scott, what you got for WWE Elite Series 77? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 77 consisted of Ravishing Rick Rude. He was your variant in this series, both variant and regular. Had some packaged with the robe on and some packaged with the robe kind of bundled up and off to the side. Not really sure what the reasoning for that was, but that's what you got. Regular version had Rude in tights with the Ultimate Warrior face paint on it. The variant was Rude in yellow tights, had the IC title painted on it. Next up, AJ Styles came packaged with a vest and an OC Polly Pocket style shirt. The Fiend came with a head skull lantern. Next up, the great Miss Elizabeth. She was in her SummerSlam 88 look with the yellow and red dress on. Ronda Rousey, black rowdy top, black trunks, came packaged with a kilt and the Raw Women's title. Next up, Viscera. He came packaged with the hardcore title and the retail exclusive in this set from Walmart, the great classy Freddie Blassie. He was in a red outfit, came packaged with a cane, and a soft goods jacket. And Jeff, that rounds out WWE Mattel Elite Series 77. Pretty good series, especially for the SummerSlam series. Very good, I thought. Yeah, very, very strong. And what's shocking is that Miss Elizabeth is still fairly easy to find. Yes. Like, especially on the secondary market, not, well, I mean, you'll get into that. But I've kind of looked at her a couple times, maybe for people that missed out on the Mega Powers, or on the Miss Elizabeth to go with the Mega Powers, Still hasn't blown up. I figured once that set came out, her figure and spike, it never did. Yeah. But yeah, you're right, Jeff. Overall, a very, very strong series. We got our first Fiend Elite. Got yes. Miss Elizabeth. We got a classy Freddie Blassie. Viscera looked good. I, I, You know what's funny is they always hit Mabel. Yes. Viscera. They always yep. do well on his figure. So they do. Uh, tip of the cap to Mattel on that one. Yeah. And this would have been rude with like his bigger, curlier hair. Right. Yeah, the big poofy look, which I and dig. I, I thought pretty much every figure in this assortment, to me, is really, really good. Sidebar, 
Did you think it was weird that Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and Rick Rude were tag team champions in the NWA? It was so random. It was completely random. It, yeah, you're like, wait, like, okay, I understand you really want to get Rude over as a, a star, but, I mean, no offense to Manny Fernandez, but wouldn't Rude be just fine to go after, like, the U.S. title or the television title? Like, but you team him up with Manny Fernandez? Well, I know we're getting off on a little bit of a tangent, but... It happens. We're talking wrestling. But that's where there was so many people going after the U.S. title. You had Luger, you had Nikita, you had Barry Windham, you had... Ronnie Garvin. Oh, this would have been... Was it late 86, early 87, or was it late 87? This This was was early 87. Yeah, this was... Late 86. Yeah, yeah, 86, 87, when they were holding the tag titles. Luger wasn't even there yet. Was Luger there? I th- I was Luger there late in mid-87? He might have just gotten there, but he was at Starcade 87. He faced uh, Dusty in the cage for the, I believe it was the U.S. title. Okay. I believe it was a U.S. title that Luger had that Dusty beat him, <coughs> <coughs> that Dusty beat him for. But, man, I'm trying to remember when Luger got there. It may have been very late 86. Like him and Rude, like maybe Rude got a little bit earlier start than Luger did. But I want to say they got there around the same time. But, dude, Rude bounced quick. Yeah, he did. Yeah, it's like he... Did they throw him into a tag team as soon as he got to the the roster? That's the way it feels like. Yeah, and I get it. Like, Rude had a great look and was a great guy in the ring. Like, he could go. So I understand wanting to get him in. He was probably better than Luger in the ring. I don't even know there would be much argument to that. Like... Man, why wouldn't you put Luger in a tag team and have Rick Rude be the singles guy? Then you for the TV title, you had Arn, you had Tully, you had Dusty was going after the TV title. Wahoo McDaniel, Ronnie Garvin, like all those guys, right? Yeah, so the US and the TV title picture was just so bunched up with so many guys that I don't think there was room for Rick Rude. Just a personal opinion. We don't. We're not in the booking room, so we don't know. But so you throw him into the tag team division that had the Fantastics, the Rock and Roll Express, the Midnight Express, the Road Warriors, Tully and Arn. Yeah, like, pretty much. Man, and you team him up with Manny for like again. No offense at all to Manny for now. I was actually a big Raging Bull fan back in the day. What a random ta- like, dude. Could you imagine if they teamed up Rude and Luger? Now that would have been a good team. That would have been a sick team, dude. And again, no offense to Manny Fernandez, especially if he's listening because he's a bad mofo. But <laughs> it was you're right. That was completely random and not one of those teams you'd expect to see on a Saturday against the Rock and Roll Express and expect them to have a chance to beat the R&R Express, right? Right. I think they actually had a name for their tag team too, but I just can't remember what it was. Since I've been watching it, it's been just Raging Bull and Ravishing Rick Rude or Rick Rude. I thought that they coined a tag team name for them. I just, I can't remember. But dude, how long was Rude even there? It felt like Rude was there for about maybe a year, year Was it that long? It was that long. Because it's funny, I keep going through the episodes and I'm like, man, how long were these guys champs? Like, It wasn't long, right? We're talking two or three months maybe? Uh, If not longer, dude. Really? Yeah. We'll have to we'll have to do the fact check after uh, between break. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wikipedia this stuff, but yeah, that's it was a completely odd pairing, and like it's one of those where the WWE would randomly throw two guys together, and then they'd be tag team champions for however long. Like, 
Kane and Rob Van Dam, right? Right. They had established teams on the roster, established tag teams, and then they just threw these two guys together. And this was an example of NWA doing that, where they're just like, boom, we're going to throw these guys together, and you're champions. Yeah. And you're like, wait, you've got this this huge roster of tag teams, established guys that have been here forever. Like, that's who you're putting the tag team? Like, give them the U.S. tag team titles. Like, you give them the world tag straps? Kind of confusing. Yeah. All right, let's get back on track. We're, we're sorry. So, I've, sorry, we I, get carried away. I know, dude. I've been watching all this NWA stuff, and I'm, like, falling in love with it all over again, like I did during COVID. It's so good. And see, that was the beauty of the WWF and the NWA back then, is you could get kind of the the entertainment out of the WWF, right? And all their different cast of characters. And then you'd tune over to NWA and you got actual wrestling. Yeah. You got, it was, it was definitely a difference of a wrestling product and an entertainment product. And they make no bones about it. Now they are an entertainment, entertainment company, but back in the eighties, they were still considering themselves to be a wrestling company. But I think really the true wrestling company at the end of the day was the NWA. And it really wasn't even close. I was watching a Sam Houston match. I'm sorry. Thank you. Sam Houston is working this guy's arm for eight or nine minutes in this, some jobber (laughs) in this match. I I was going to say, okay, was it like, are we talking it was like Arn Anderson or was it like George South? Uh, It was some jobber. Or Italian Stallion. He's working this guy's arm for eight or nine minutes, right? Then he finishes him off with a bulldog. And I was like, what the hell did you work his arm for eight or nine minutes? Wow. (laughs) The the psychology. So you have to really injure that arm. So when you drop him on his forehead with the bulldog, (laughs) there's no way he could kick out. Yeah. That's why we're sitting here enjoying bean and cheese burritos with KBW and (laughs) Sam Houston. And Mage and Sam Houston has somewhat of a name. (laughs) Yeah. He can still sign autographs at a local show. (laughs) We're going to sit here with our mange. Oh, crap. Okay, favorite figure in this series? Hmm. I'm torn. I'm torn. Yeah. It. I really like that, Liz, but you know you know me. I got to go Classy Freddy Blassie. Yeah, I was, I'm torn between Rick Rude and Classy Freddy Blassie. I'm going to go Rick Rude just because of the colorful tights. Yeah, I really like the job. And, and Rick Rude was definitely known for that. I like the job that they did with his tights in this one, but... The soft goods jacket on Blassie, that does it for me. No poly pocket stuff right there. Um, But overall, like you said it best, Jeff, a very, very strong series from Mattel here. Absolutely. All right, let's go over those eBay prices. Ravishing Rick Rude, who is the variant in this series. Regular being the tights with the Ultimate Warrior face paint on the crotch. The variant being Rick Rude with the yellow tights and the icy title painted on the crotch. Last old eBay listing for the regular, March 2nd. Seller wanted $20.99, but accepted $19. For the variant, last sold eBay listing was February 28th. Seller wanted $30, but accepted $24.50. I thought that would be a little bit higher. These were pretty plentiful, though. That's true. That's true, especially the the Miss Elizabeth. Uh, Yeah, for sure. And actually, Shannon found that Rick Rude variant for me. He's just sitting on a, a peg over here at Target. Nice. Didn't know it was the variant. She was just like, do you want Rick Rude? I'm like, yes, please. And brought him home. And I was like, oh, crap, you got the variant. I was like, that's cool. Was she with KBW? Was not with KBW, no. Oh, okay. We Probably because ta- he didn't want any free food. We want to talk about afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> After this show, will you take me back to Taco Bell, Scott? I like when you pay for me for my dinners. <laughs> I'll get you another chocolate shake, dude. Oh, that was delicious. Okay. 
I'll squeeze it myself. Extra whipped cream. <laughs> AJ Styles with the vest and the OC Polly Pocket style shirt. Last old eBay listing, February 17th for $17.99 on a buy it now. The Fiend with a head skull lantern. And he had those gloves, the Fiend gloves on there that said heal and hurt. Last old eBay listing was February 25th for $16 on a buy it now. Miss Elizabeth SummerSlam 88 dress. Last old eBay listing was March 2nd for $15.50 on three bids. Ronda Rousey Raw Women's Title. Last old eBay listing. March 2nd for $24 on two bids. Viscera Hardcore Title. Last sold eBay listing was March 3rd. Seller wanted $41.99 but accepted $38. Spoiler alert, that's the highest in this series. And Classy Freddy Blassie. Did you see the way I spelled Kane, by the way, Scott? I did. Yeah, I'm like, wait, Jeff made a typo. And I'm like, no, he didn't. No, I didn't. No, he I'm, didn't. I just pulled the mark move. Sorry. Yes. With okay. his... With his cane and soft goods jacket, last sold eBay listing was Scott's birthday, February 26th. My birthday, too. For $24.99 on a buy it now. So there you go for this SummerSlam series. Really, really good series. Very strong. Some surprisingly low dollar amounts on those figures, really outside of Viscera. But yeah, really strong assortment right there. Well done, Mattel. So due to Scott's dysentery... We are going <laughs> to do... It's gone from mage to dysentery. Sorry, guys. Because <laughs> Scott was alive for the Oregon Trail. Sorry, I don't like doing old jokes on you. I'm so sorry, dude. No, you're not. What are you talking about? No, I never make old jokes about you. I never do. It's everybody else that does. Okay, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's Actually, a good point. You don't do a lot of old jokes. That's true. That was a dick move by your brother there. I got your back, Scott. <laughs> yeah, okay. We're brothers in arms. <laughs> Settle down, KBW. Just because we share a a love for fast food and birthday. And birthday. Don't get carried away. So, getting close to rounding out the show, but what we thought we'd do is we'd take Ring Skirt's trivia question and make it a segment this week. So, he did send in a trivia one, so uh, we need special music, so... I'm sorry, did you say special music? Uh, yeah, th- that's his music. Oh, I see. That was <laughs> Superman and then something else that I don't know what that was. That was Star Wars, dude. That was Star Wars? <laughs> that was actually Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how do I play the... I should play the Titanic theme. Do you know the Titanic, th- Titanic theme? The Celine Dion song? Is that it? I don't, yeah, off the top of my head, I don't remember how it goes. Oh, uh, all right. I'll I'll try it for next week. <laughs> I'll practice. Just play what you think is the sound of a sinking ship. <laughs> <laughs> that was jubilant. That was, ju- that wasn't sinking ship, doom and gloom. Like, that was happy. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody running along in the Titanic as a sinking going, da, 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 da. That was actually the Price is Right theme. The dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's Ring Skirt's uh, new theme music. We hope you like it, Nate. Sorry, Nate, dude. Nate, I hope you love it. I expect praise. I will be I will be showered with that. Anyways, 
All right, Scott. Here is Ring Skirts Trivia. It is not an audio. It's a question. Okay. Okay, Scott. For us, Hasbro's with hats. Can you name all of the WWF Hasbro figures that have hats? Removable or molded? It doesn't matter. Oh. Repaints or re-release figures of the same mold will count as one. We will not count headbands. So Macho Man 1, Texas Tornado, for example. Also not counting Doink, Rick Steiner, Repo Man, or Warlord. He said do-rags will be counted. Oh. Okay. 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 All right. Let's... Okay. Macho Man 3. Uh, that was the first one on my list. Skinner. Very good. Oh, so wait, would Ricky Steamboat's headdress thing count? I was going to ask that. Okay. I mean, it technically wasn't on top of his head. Okay. It went kind of it like stuck into his shoulders and kind of flared up. Oh, smoking guns. Y- yeah. So that's two. Do we know how many we have? Uh, No, he says answers below and I can't scroll down. Okay, got it. Uh, So Akeem and Papa Shango. Yes. Oh, Mountie. So would demolitions masks count? But that's not technically a hat. Okay, so I'm going to have like our question mark section. Ricky. Um... Actually, the demolitions that came with the mask for Smash and Crush. Correct. Okay, so question marks are Ricky the Dragon, Smash and Crush, uh, and we've got Macho, Akeem, Skinner, Papa Shango, Billy and Bart, and the Mountie. So we have seven. Oh, Hogan with the do-rag. Hogan with the do-rag. That would have been Hogan number... Oh, the Hogan mail-away, too. Oh, Taker. Oh, Taker had a hat. Just probably one of the biggest characters ever. Okay, so Hogan Mailaway had a bandana. Yeah, so there was the press slam, the punchy arm, the Hulkster hug. And the Hulkaplex. And the Hulkaplex, yeah. So Hulk Hogan punch, I'm going to call that number four. Okay, so Taker, yes. I wish we knew how many there were. Unfortunately, it doesn't say. Okay. He said the answers are below, but I can't look. Okay, so I have 10 so far, and then three with question marks. Before we scroll down and start looking, is there anybody else that you can think of that wore a hat? Like, think of guys that would come to the ring and take off a hat. Salvatore Sincere. Did not have a hat. Hmm. Ultimate Warrior did when he came back in 96 and he had that promo with Jerry Lawler and he looked terrible. We wore the hat. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, he's dumb. (laughs) As lazy as Dean Ambrose's signature. (laughs) Oh, uh, Luke and Butch. Oh, good call. That would have been the singles. um, Uh, Series 10? I think so. Did anybody have a crown? Oh, Macho had a crown. Macho King. Yeah, that's not a repaint. You know what makes this difficult is that the Hasbros are literally right under my desk. Yeah, no cheating. All right, all right, I won't cheat. All right, we gonna go to the board with this? Is there a way to not look at the answers, but just to count how many spots he's got? Because it would be helpful if I knew how many. Oh, yes. 18. 
Oh, there's 18. Okay, that's that's really helpful, actually. Okay. Okay, so 18. So that would be... So after a long deliberation, we think we have 17 of them. Yes. Do you want to go over the list, or do you want me to read off Nate's answers and... Yeah, read off Nate's answers, and then I'll, I've got our list here so I can check them off as we go. Okay. So Nate says, answers are below. He's a man called Sting. He does this. He does that. He's strong as a bull, and he's quick as a cat. <laughs> Wait, can I play that on shitty flute? But, but he's not wearing a hat. I was pretty good on that. It was like I was watching WCW Saturday night. Hasbro's with hats official answers as approved by the desk of President Jack Tunney. Oh, it's very official then. He was a better president than Gorilla Monsoon who restarted the Iron Man match at WrestleMania 12. How dare you? I said what I said. Jack Tunney was a damn good president. He kept his nose out of people's business. Yeah, but he wouldn't let Hogan and Warrior wrestle again because they really might hurt each other. <laughs> All right. Number one, Akeem. Okay, got Akeem. Okay. Number two, Macho King. Okay, got Macho King. Number three, Demolition Axe. Wait. Axe never came with the... No, it was Smash, Smash and, and Crush. Smash and Crush. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, Jack Tunney. Um, starting to get a little concerned. Nate Tunney, I'm a little concerned about this. Okay, did he happen... Maybe he meant... I think he meant crush. Okay, I'm going to cross out crush on our list. Okay. Number four, demolition smash. Okay, got it. Number five, Hulk Hogan number three. Okay, so we had Hulkaplex as one of them. So, okay, I'm going to just mark that one as the one that... I'm going to guess that's the Hulkaplex. Because that one had a headband. Okay, so there are 18 of them. How many are on our list? Uh, If we're counting Ricky Steamboat, we had uh, we had 18. No, because we're missing one, oh. and it's this. It's number six right here. Okay, who is it? Sergeant Slaughter. Damn it! Okay. Dude, all you had to do was look to your left. You got the turnbuckle pad I right up there. I literally have it sitting over my left shoulder. <laughs> See, that's it. We will not cheat, Nate. We will not cheat. Oh, man. So that was the one we were missing. Okay. So I'm putting Slaughter down as a huge X for us. Shame on us. Uh, number seven, Ricky Steamboat. Okay, so he does count. Okay, so Xing out Steamboat. Number eight, The Undertaker. Okay, got Taker. Number nine, Macho Man number three. Got it. Yep, Macho three. Number 10, Hulk Hogan number four. Got that. That's the Hogan punchy arm. Number 11, Skinner. Uh, yep, Skinner. 12, Mountie. Got Mountie. 13, Berserker. Uh, Berserker, that was one you came up with, Jeff. Good job. 14, Papa Shango. Yep, got Shango. 15, Bushwhacker Luke, number two. Mm-hmm. Number 16, Bushwhacker Butch, number two. Yep, got him. Number 17, Billy Gun. Yep. Number 18, Bark Gun. Got it. Okay, so I was right then. The Hogan mail away because it's a repaint of the Hulkaplex did not count because we had the Hulkster mail away down here too. Correct. Because it was a repaint of the Hulkaplex. That doesn't count. The answer we were looking for, I'm sorry, fully posable boys, was Sergeant Slaughter. 
All you had to do is look to your left. I blame Mange, but I will not cheat on <laughs> Nate. He sends these in good faith that we will not screw him over. And by God, we play the right way. So we missed one. How, how did we forget Slaughter, dude? I know, of all people. Like, I have, like, I can look over my left shoulder literally, and Sergeant Slaughter Ultimate is above my television. The turnbuckle pad <laughs> is hanging on the wall next to the television. <laughs> to my right, I have his G.I. Joe figure. I'm like, but I won't cheat on Nate. I won't do it. <laughs> well, if I was with that man, I would never cheat on him either. But anyways, we need to round out the show right there. I want everybody to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can check out the card and lose prices of LGN's, Galoobs, Hasbro's, Just Toys, Bendems, and Defining Moments. That's all over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right, it's time for our podcast and buddies to get their plugs in, so let's do that. First, let's talk about the great Brian Breaker and the great Big Underscore Bane. Over at the Breaker of Bane's Power Hour, where they talk wrestling talk. They talk basically everything under the sun. Whatever they want to talk about, they just talk about it. And they just riff off of it for about 45, 50 minutes. And it's fantastic. And I listen to it every week. And I recommend that you guys do as well. So that's Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out Breaker's new side project. Not nude. No. Nude. I was like, wow. Finally started without <laughs> OnlyFans. Good for you, Breaker. Where do I sign up? <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> Get in line. Check out Breaker and Daniel Cross's new side project, The Rumble Wheel, where they spin the wheel and they talk about what it lands on. This week it was breakfast cereal. Scott Quick, your favorite breakfast cereal. Hmm. I'm going to go Reese's Puffs. Bah. Really? Not the worst. I think Golden Smacks or Honey Smacks, those are the worst ever. Well, you put me on the spot. I don't eat a lot of cereal, but okay. Can I have a second to think about it? Yes. Mine is Golden Grabs. Now go ahead. I was literally just going to say Golden Grabs, but you know, actually my favorite number one, and Shannon's probably yelling at the radio right now, like, dude, uh, it's Cinnamon Life. Oh, Cinnamon Life's pretty good, dude. Yeah. I've always liked Life cereal for some reason, but Cinnamon Life specifically, favorite cereal of all time. I used to have Fiber Sunday, and I just eat a bunch of Fiber cereal. Oh, fun yeah yeah made for an interesting mondays i'll tell you anyways dude <laughs> okay since we're talking about this stuff now so <laughs> the other night it was getting late and i just wanted something to eat before bed it was just something super quick we had raisin bran in the pantry and i'm uh -huh. like i'll just have a bowl of raisin bran before i go to bed uh-oh oh boy <laughs> let me tell you at 49 years old you hit the old stomach with some bran Oh, wow. It's like revving an old engine back to life. Holy <laughs> crap. Literally. The next day was not fun at work. Dude, after two visits, I told my coworker Grady, I'm like, dude, if you see me get up and go, don't stop me. <laughs> Just move out the way. Oh, man. That's why you do it on Sundays. So then you have... Yes. Yes. Well, or have it Saturday night. That way, Sunday. Sunday. Get your yep. colon cleanse on. Exactly. Clean the pipes. Yeah. Yeah. Good Anyways. stuff. Check out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also check out Breaker's side project, Rumble Wheel, and the TB Toy Cast with the great Travis Fowler. Also, check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. I want to thank Steve willing to step in for Scott this week. Thank you, Steve. He, he was ready to go. He had the engine revving. He's a trooper, man. I really appreciate that. 
Yes, but check out the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also, check out their Facebook group. That's a lot of fun. Check out the Chick Foley Show. Check out Justin with Wrestling Cheers. RJ with Ringside Rant. Oh, and I do not want to forget the great Jordan Cassatt with the Stolen Gimmicks Podcast. Well, let's not get carried away with great, Jeff. He does like the Minute and a Half Boys segment, so. Minute and a Half Men. Minute. Two Minute Warning. That thing. Yeah. Yes. Anyways. But definitely go check out yeah. his podcast for sure. No, he is great. He is great. All right, fine. I'll give you that. <laughs> Check out Marty and Rucker with Boots of the Face. Tim's pulling up a chair with the Fig Life. Soda and Ethan are doing In the Marbles pod. That's a lot of fun. I love listening to. <gasps> and Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Well, we do not have a show that dropped this past Friday. Yes, you week. did. I thought the, the Gimmick Battle Royal was week before last. No, gimmick bat. You guys took last week off, and the gimmick battle royal was this week. Oh, so oh, that's right. So I now see, dude. It's honestly been so long since I recorded. I kind of forgot we were at with drunk wrestling history. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the hard part. Like it's when we do fully posable, it's just you and I, and we Correct. pretty much do it on the same day every week. With drunk wrestling history, there's three of us, so that's an extra schedule to have to coordinate. And mm-hmm. just lately, between Eddie's work schedule and it's been crazy here. And Adam's work schedule, it just, it hasn't panned out. We haven't recorded in like a month. So it's been a while. So yes, did not have a show the previous week, this past week, as Jeff mentioned, Gimmick Battle Royal, Twitter, at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Because we're Drunk Wrestling History, we're not always accurate, but we are always drunk. And apparently I'm drunk and have mange because I had no idea what episode we were on for Drunk Wrestling History. And dysentery. Also the dysentery, yes. Dementia. (laughs) <laughs> soon coming soon <laughs> diarrhea <laughs> always <laughs> also coming soon <laughs> <laughs> that's kbw <laughs> oh man it's hitting <laughs> also check out marty and sarah love wrestling scott roll call gonna throw it out to jason wolf check out his custom hasbros oh my goodness if you're not following his social media you're missing out this dude is doing some killer custom hasbros just reach out tell him what you need the dude does amazing work. Follow his social medias, Jason Wolf. That's W U L F. You need artwork. Jason's your guy for that too. An all around talent, fun guy to follow. The great Jason Wolf and Jeff. That rounds out roll call. Oh man, that double decker taco just ran right through me. <laughs> he stacked a double decker in the bathroom. <laughs> Maybe he took double. an upper decker for you. Oh no, that's disgusting. Maybe I did. <laughs> yeah. KBW is one of those guys. He has no shame. He'll pull the lid right off of that bowl on top, <laughs> do his business, and put the lid right back. That's what us February 26th birthday boys do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're born on the 26th of February, it's in the contract. You must do upper deckers at least once a year. Keep it classy. Uh, Scott, for episode 371, anything else? Uh-oh, th- he forgot his tagline. The dysentery, mange, diarrhea, and dementia have all hit at once. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) It was a huge trifecta. Do you want me to help you out through this? Uh, No. No. I do want to go back to what I said earlier. This episode is dedicated to Jackie. We love you. We miss you. RIP. I hope you're at peace, Jackie. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Fig Life since 2016. And happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 371. Jackie, until we see each other again, hashtag fig life. 
Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.